0: Full circle. Hi, I'm Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. Girlfriend, this is a place where you and I can connect. It's a show that embraces a 360 degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. Happy to be in the building with you today and excited for the conversation I am about to have with my guests. Let me tell you all about the Joyous Black Girl Movement. Yes, it was created to support black women in exploring joy as a tool for healing by asking the simple question of what brings you joy. So family, as we go through the show today, think about that. Let that marinate in your spirit. Do you know what really brings you joy? As black women, sometimes we get so inundated. My guests and I were just talking before the show started about how the week has been kind of busy. And sometimes we forget to either recognize what brings us joy or actually allow us to have that. So I'm not going to get too deep into the conversation. I want to introduce my guest to you today. Kendall Dominique, she has always been invested in the well-being of Black women through her personal and professional work. As a counselor and advocate, her work was focused on the collective trauma that we experience, and she wanted to shift that. Mimi Carter is on a journey of rediscovering what joy looks like, feels like, and how it shows up in her life. With her business degree and love for the beauty industry, She decided to become an educator and mentor, teaching women and young girls the importance of not only having a talent, but also a business mind and passion for the business side of beauty. And I don't know, Mimi, if you've ever heard my show. I used to do a special series of shows called uh, Full Circle Meets Lessons from the Journey with uh, uh, the amazing Sean L. Brown. And Sean is heavily steeped in the beauty industry and she Mm -hmm. always talks about there's this side but then there's so much more to the business side of beauty exactly and so I just when I read that I just thought about Sean and you guys would probably be like Kindred Best friend, or something like that. She's amazing. Welcome, Kendall and Mimi, to Full Circle today. I'm so happy to have you here.
1: We're excited to
0: be here. Yes, we are. Thank yes. you for having us. I you are smiling. I know. We do. It's the joy. Right. That's what it is. It's it the joy. Is. Before I start any show, I always ask the guests to introduce themselves. So introduce yourselves to the Full Circle family, and then we'll jump into the conversation of the Joyous Black Girl Movement and all things Joyous Black Girl Movement all right so whoever wants to get started (laughs) (laughs) i can go
1: you guys are too much Um, right i'm like oh um but yeah hi my name is kendall dominique um and again like yeah my work has really been centered in supporting black women especially black women that experience gender-based violence so we're talking about domestic violence sexual assault Um, and really creating healing spaces for them, again, to like really rediscover joy, but also what does it mean to nurture yourself, right? I think as I've navigated healing and experiencing trauma, like releasing this idea of the strong black woman archetype for me has been my way of learning to lean into ease and tenderness, and that's what kind of spaces I've been creating for black women.
0: yeah. Now who is Kendall though? Who are who you? Who am where I? Where are you
1: from? Where are you? Ooh, know? who am I? Okay. Where well, you going
0: where you stay? Where are well, from? <laughs> <me? laughs> right, well,
1: and that's another thing. That's a part of me. Like, who am I? Well, I am from South Sacramento. Um, raised there, but I was born in Monterey County. And who am I? What do I love? Ooh.
0: I mean, you're over here looking fly. Uh, Thank you! You got all your little buttons on. Yeah. I feel like you just are in this, out in the world doing a lot of different things. I am, and, like, one of the things that I me being out
1: in the world is being authentically myself, right? My quirky, weird mm-hmm. black girl. We have this button that says awkward black girl. Uh-huh. And it's just like, that is <laughs> a definition of who I am. Like, I'm a weird black girl. I show up in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but being in community with folks is like my love language. Cooking is my love language.
0: Like, I feed everybody. Okay. Alright, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to take you up on yes. that. Now, I was watching, um, one of your lives, the, the live that you guys did when you first started joyous black girl movement and and, well where you were introducing yourselves Mm -hmm. and you mentioned that you had lived in new york for a while yeah so were you in school there or yeah so (laughs) i applied to grad school but
1: one of my things is i had never lived out of california and to push myself and growing like i applied to all schools outside of california i found out i got accepted into fordham university in new york Um, And I literally packed up all of my things in a matter of three months and moved my ass to Brooklyn. Good. And I was there for grad school, then the pandemic, which was also, but I feel like I found my creativity in Brooklyn. Um, so i have another business called ancestral wellness which really is all about like f- folks nurturing their mind body and spirit through herbal medicine and education and like and joyous black girl just being in spaces with black entrepreneurs like i have never in my life seen a row just street just full of black women owned businesses and when i first stepped foot i was like, <gasps> like what is this? All the what? melon, Right, all the melon. It made me wanna cry just being in a space like, especially when I first launched my business, being in a space with black women that are like, hey, this is dope, Like, how can we support you? How can we help you? How can we help you manifest this and build this? And mm-hmm. I wanted to bring that to California because we don't often see spaces like that yeah. here where it's just uh, like this community mm-hmm. of folks and just black folks, nothing but black folks in one space just yeah. being being us and unapologetically being us and so i was just like ugh, i didn't know what to do with myself Mm -hmm. um then the pandemic happened and i had to do a lot of (laughs) self-reflection being in the house by myself for like six seven months Mm -hmm. um and then i head back to california in
0: 2022 and and now i'm here wow Mm -hmm. brooklyn is one of my favorite places to be it's uh, I think it's like the creative center of the world Mm -hmm. i mean there's so much creativity there like you mentioned and what an experience to have having never left california and to be just dropped down into this place where there's this culture and all of these things um surrounding you and the other thing that you you mentioned was that you found this community and you wanted to bring it back to california and i was having a conversation with someone the other day and we were talking about the difference between the East Coast and and the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, you can see it in everything in art. There's so many, when you look at, um, if you follow, like, all these different organizations and women's mm-hmm. groups and things on social media, a lot of the events that they have even are, you know, New York uh you know Atlanta Charlotte mm-hmm. all of those things you know they don't not bring a lot of stuff out this way everywhere right? kelly you know <laughs> yeah. it, and it, it, and you can tell i mean even in radio i was telling someone even in radio like out here in california there the format that we are here is called urban ac mm-hmm. urban adult contemporary way more urban stations on the on the East Coast than we have out here, so I mean, there's just this thing about how we're divided up culturally and all of these things that, that feels like there's more support out there. But you know, we're we're doing good. We mm-hmm. had you know the Black Joy Parade in Oakland. I love the Black last, Joy Parade. You know, Sunday yes. and all of that. So you know, we're we're doing it, and I'm glad to see that you wanted to bring something like that back here yeah. to California. We're gonna get more into it, Miss yeah. Mimi. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the full circle. <laughs> is it family. My we turn? forgot about you. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, ooh, maybe they won't know. No, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's
2: right. you guys, that's so, yes, I am Mimi Elizabeth Carter. Um, first off, I am a mother. And I have to say this before she gets on me, tomorrow is my baby's sixth birthday. Happy okay. birthday, Adelise Elizabeth. I okay. love you, past the universe. Um, but yes, I am a mother, an entrepreneur. Um, I am a lover of all things black women. Um, I love to support and share knowledge, um, especially when it comes to helping people heal mm-hmm. and what it looks like to heal and look good on the outside. Because some a lot of people don't understand how that correlates together. Um, because for a long time, you know, I'm, I'm divorced now, but for a long time I was stuck in a rut. And, you know, how we reached out to you was through... I have to shout out to Melissa Magonzo. <laughs> yes. I, I, When I met her, I was in the house for six years mm-hmm. going through a divorce. I didn't want to go outside. Outside was just close to me. You know, it was depression. It was trying to figure out, you know, what life looks like as a single mother because that was not the plan that I had in my head. Sure. And, you know, a lot of the times, you know, we all have this idea or this plan in mind. And when it goes off the rail, especially as much as it did for me, It's like, what do I do now? You know, I'm looking at this beautiful little baby every day, and it's like, okay, girl, you got to get up. So I was just going through the motions, just going, going, going. And then one day I just had to stop and be like, where am I going? Yeah. You know, so I had to figure out who I was after all of this had kind of exploded and just fell into my lap. (laughs) So, um, But yeah, I've worked in the beauty industry for quite a long time now. I don't want to age myself, but, you know, 40 is knocking. (laughs) Um, But yeah, in that industry, I felt like I also found community to us in a sense, but not in the way that I would have liked to. It it was more of, okay, I had a plan in mind to go to business school because, you know, your parents tell you, you have to go to college. Um, You have to get a good job, but they don't tell you anything about mental health and how it relates to all of that, you know. And so going through college, I was just I I, now that I think about it, I was depressed a lot of the time because that just wasn't the path that I wanted for myself. But I was listening to everything that, you know, everyone had expected for me and of me um, and kind of following that path to people, please, basically. And, you know, I had to learn boundaries and, you know, healthy boundaries and learn, you know, who to deny access to and who to grant access to. And, you know, it's still still a learning process and I feel like it's always going to be. And if I ever get to that point that, you know, the learning stops, then I feel like I'm not growing. And I always wanna grow and elevate, um, especially since I have, you know, my daughter looking at me and like, you know, she has to one day figure this out too. So again, I just, I love everything my culture, my people, (laughs) my sisters, my ancestors, you know, just really elevating us as a people again. Because I I was actually watching a documentary um, about Black Wall Street Mm -hmm. and how amazing and beautiful it was for us to come together and actually do something as a people and support each other. And I just could only imagine what that felt like if we truly had that type of support system again. So I always tell myself, I'm gonna be the person that, you know, people need even when they don't know or think that they need it because that's what I needed. And, you know, when I first came into, you know, single motherhood, I had a support system. You know, my daughter has an amazing village um, of people that not everybody's blood related, but these are people that love her back. And that's what I teach her. You love people that love you back and you give of yourself, but to the capacity of which you can give. Don't overexhaust yourself because I was always doing that. I was always, you know, go, 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 always tired and... Just thinking about it now, it's like not a lot of people ever called and say, hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. But I would always do that for other people. So, you know, when my beautiful cousin here asked me to be, you know, the other half of Joy's Black Girl movement, it was just... A no brainer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. A million times yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, moving into that and then, you know, rediscovering what it looks like to be happy again. Because at one point, you know, I was running a business, you know, I started a salon, you know, I had clientele coming in all the time. And it was just, you know, I was kind of navigating my life as a married woman. And then I kind of got lost in that too. And then, you know, traumas happen you know I'm a abuse survivor it's it's a lot that happened in that that I'm still healing from but just showing people you know that there is another side to it you know there's there's always a tunnel and it might get a little dark yeah. but if you keep going and you keep working and you you know stay consistent that you'll get to that light and you'll get to your joy and your happy place again
0: so. absolutely when you went to school did you stay close to home or did you go away I was close to home. I okay. was um, here at Sac State. Okay. Um,
2: t- it, it, we were just there <laughs> yeah. for the viewing for the of the biggest stove. Mm-hmm. And to see it now compared to when I went. I am so happy for those black students like I just it's just it's Mm -hmm. beyond amazing you know the type of support and the you know the community that they have with each other just seeing them you know talk to each other and it wasn't you know there were some small groups broken off but it seems like every time another one person walked into the room they all knew each other Mm -hmm. and you know and I didn't have that and you know I was telling Melissa as well where were you when I was there? (laughs) Where were you giving these speeches and, and, you know, exploding these rooms and giving that big, loving, embracing personality when I was there? But, you know, I I always believe that everything happens in due time. And she stepped into, you know, my space, Right when I needed her, Absolutely. you know, and I, you know, meeting a complete stranger and just being open and vulnerable, was just like, whoa, wait, <laughs> I'm not used to this. Yeah. But she just has that personality, you know, and it just flourished into, you know, amazing things happening back to back to back. And it's like, OK, this is what joy looks like. Mm-hmm. This is what it feels like. I don't want it to stop.
0: Yeah, Melissa, <laughs> I, I tease all the time and I say, Melissa is the hype woman you want with you everywhere. Right. Right? Because she, she is really always. Is. Flavor, flavor, who? Like, up, right? <laughs> always <laughs> lifting us up. Right. Always like, you got this. And mm-hmm. we were filming, when we were filming the ABC 10 special uh-huh. that aired this week. Um, and family, I actually will post the link that we, um, it was Grace uh, Osborne Wash. Um, myself and Melissa, we did a two-part two special um, on Alex's show. Alex, I can't remember her last name, but on Alex's show that comes on at 6.30. Um, I will post the link there. But when we were taping that, we're at Southside Park and and me and Grace are standing there talking and the crew's setting up and all you see is somebody boldly walking down the street. What's up y'all? I'm like, (laughs) it's like 9 o'clock on a Monday morning, right? What's up y'all? Just the energy that she brought to the whole experience was just so wonderful. I I love me some Melissa (laughs) Magonzo. She really is. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a break. When we come back I want to dive into Joyous Black Girl Movement and talk about this, this thing that we need to explore further and that is joy for ourselves as black women we'll be right back family this is full circle i'm your host miss wanda we'll be right back after this
2: empowerment through conversation that starts with you tell us what topics you want to hear drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com and we're back with miss wanda life coach motivational speaker
0: and Friends of sisters everywhere. This is Full Circle. We're back, family. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda, having a conversation with my guests, Kendall, Dominique, Mimi, and Mimi Carter, co-founders of Joyous Black Girl Movements. Let's get into the movement. What is Joyous Black Girl Movement, and what is it that you aim to do through this movement?
2: well i will say joyous black girl movement is just that it's a movement for black girls and women cross generations there's no age limit there's no age requirement but to for all of us to really find what real joy like true honest deep-rooted joy looks like for yourselves and for your community because again sometimes you have to you know reach out to your village you have to create that village and know that you can't do things in this life alone. And what we wanted to do was bring all of us together that may have experienced things, you know, and sometimes folks look at us as, you know, the angry black woman all the time, but there's things that we're unpacking and we don't have that support to help unpack that. And what we wanted to do was create a space for us to not only unpack it, but also look to the good things as well. You know we don't have to dwell in our struggles or our pain or our traumas we can also be happy and be joyful and you know say good morning to other black girls and you know give a head nod and oh you look cute today you know <laughs> and, and really experience happiness and joy in our lives and not always be under this you know microscope of you know did she roll her eyes or you know it could be just I'm tired I'm just going to rest my eyes and you know not be judged for our past our present or what we're trying to do to get to our future
1: and also knowing that it's your birthright right i think that we think joy is a a product of hard work like i can experience Mm -hmm. joy and joyous things after i work to this certain point in life and really like you should be experiencing joy on a daily basis and like thinking about how you can incorporate joy in your day-to-day life and because at some point at one point in my life like I just felt like oh I can't be happy I can't be joyous right now because I need to be healing or I need to be navigating this or I need to be working hard so that mm-hmm. I can experience joy freely but that that's not realistic because when will you ever experience it if you're constantly in this hard work mode and like Joyous Black Girl came to be because so my grandmother passed about 6 years ago from cancer right and we were having this conversation and I was like, Grandma, like, are you afraid? Like, what is it that you wanna do? Like, you know, like, w- w- like, what's happening? What's going on in your mind? And she looked at me just blank face and she's like, you know, w- w- if you're not afraid, like, I'm not afraid. Like, and at that moment, she wasn't able to freely express herself. No, even through all the emotions that may have been going through her and at that moment, mm-hmm. I stopped to think like, dang, Like, you know, we think of this idea of like the strong black woman as such a pride, right? But in that moment, I felt sad to think about like our fear of expressing emotions and joy as one of them, like thinking that our joy can't come without pain, like, you know, and how do we sit in those spaces? And I grew up in a house full of single women, right? My grandmother was a single mother, my mother was a single mother, and I never really got to see them experience joy you know like little moments of seeing us experience joy as children but to see my mom happy and laughing and dancing or my grandma in those spaces is like there are very few times that i could be like oh i did see her in these moments and so now that i'm in my adulthood right thinking back on like breaking chains for you know my future kin is like how do i want to display joy to the people that come after me, like to know that you are deserving of this. This is something that happens every day. It's not like, right. a, oh, we're going on vacation, so now we can experience joy. I, One thing I do every morning when I get up is like, I'll be like, Alexa, Play such and such, and then I'm (laughs) dancing around the house, making my tea, making breakfast before I get ready to get out and work because I work virtually. But like that is a way that I produce joy in my life on a daily basis, or buying myself flowers and knowing that like, oh, I deserve that, right? Just a little ease, a little tenderness, and that's like a question that we were asking Black women at our picnics: is like, what is your relationship with ease and tenderness? Like, how, how does that show up in your life? and Because that also produces joy if you allow yourself to be easy, to, you know, be uh, this idea of soft girl life. I've been sitting with that. I don't know how I feel about it yet. But, like, this ease and tenderness of, like, you know, being in your body,
0: like, it, it's it, that's a big part of your joy. You said something that makes so much sense to me we use joy as the reward. Mm-hmm. So you work, you know, I've worked hard. I've been working hard. Now I'm going to take myself to Jamaica as my mm-hmm. reward. And like you said, that's when I'm giving my pres- myself permission mm-hmm. to have joy. And we need to change that right. thinking.
2: Right. Don't yeah. wait till the weekend. Yeah. No. Every day is a
0: weekend. Why not?
2: You yeah. know, it's your life. If you have to deal with the consequences, you know, the choices should be yours as well. Right. You know, stop letting society pressures or family pressures, you know, dictate You know when you can and can't be happy you know you can walk down the street and smile just because you woke up this morning yeah you smell good you look good (laughs) you feel good so you know it shouldn't it shouldn't be you know now it's you know friday i can go out and do this no if i feel like taking a bath i don't i don't drink but if i feel like taking a flower bath on a wednesday afternoon that's what I'm going to (laughs) do, you know, because that's what's feeding me, you know, to continue to not only seek joy, but show my daughter joy too. And, you know, once you have that within yourself as a routine, you can give that back to other people. And once you spread that love and that happiness, you know, you'll start to notice other people around you are starting to receive it, you know, and and more, the more people that are happy, the more people that, you know, at least have the tools to find their joy, Mm -hmm. you know, it'll make for a better society and a better community.
0: We talk, you know, you're mentioning allowing yourself to have joy Mm -hmm. just at at any time. Mm -hmm. But what if you run into someone or what would you say to someone that says, I don't know what brings me joy? Mm.
1: You know, and that's something that I sit with a lot because it took me a long time to figure out what brought me joy. I, and, and parts of it was ugly, right? A lot of crying, a lot of being by myself because a lot of my joy was centered in other folks, mm-hmm. right? I feel like as a black woman, I, I've had this conversation with my mom, but like, was trained to be a nurturer, right? I was trained to nurture and love on other people, so when it came to loving on myself and figuring out what brought me joy, it was centered in, oh, well, I like cooking for other people, like I said earlier, right? <laughs> yeah. I like doing this for people, that brings me joy, but I was like, girl, that is centered in everybody else but yourself. Mm. And I ha- I took, I was like 25, and I took some time to like just be by myself. I didn't go out with my friends. I did a lot of things by myself. So I took myself to a concert for the first time. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to a concert by myself. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. And I'm sitting in a crowd full of people. Everybody looking at me. I'm looking at them like you here by yourself? And then I found this group of women that were just pieces of women in the crowd that were there by themselves and just talking. And they're like, Oh yeah, I do this often. Like I was like, You do this often? You come to concerts by yourself? <laughs> I went to a movie by myself. I wore my pajamas. I I bought myself food, I'm sitting in the thing with my pajamas cross-legged at night, i like,
2: oh,
0: look at me, look at me, like, oh my gosh. Right.
1: And then I took a trip out of the country, my very first trip oh, out of the country was by myself, my best friend at the time, I was like, I don't have money, but I really wanna go, like I have a little bit of money. She's like, I'm going buy your ticket, you pay me back when you, when you got it. And I was like, what, you really finna buy my ticket? She's like, yep, let's go, I'm like, okay. So I bought my ticket to India, and I went to visit a friend by myself, and the whole time I was just like, oh my gosh. I'm sitting here by myself. I have nobody to talk to when I'm feeling awkward. And so I just really had to sit with like, oh, okay. Like, I'm getting to know myself. Mm-hmm. And that was a part of being finding my joy, was like being by myself. It's uncomfortable, it's ugly. I spend a lot of time crying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I spent a lot of time in therapy, yeah. like talking to my therapist about this discomfort of like, not nurturing other people, or not Mm -hmm. being in spaces Um. with other people, this idea of like FOMO, of like missing out. But it's like, it's really like this, some ways discomfort of being by yourself and like really figuring out what that means. And that was a huge piece of me discovering my joy. But also mental health is real, right? Depression is real. And so Mm -hmm, being able to figure out the balance in between like, am I depressed? and that's why I'm sitting here by myself? Or is it like, oh, I'm, I'm sitting in self-discovery. And also both can be real at the same time. Yeah. Um, but therapy was a huge piece. Finding me a black woman therapist was a huge piece of like me discovering my joy. It was like this non-biased, honest conversation of like, look, you wake up every morning and do stuff for other people, right? But you need to do stuff for you. I almost didn't go to New York for school. Because of like you know, some guilt my mama was giving me around <laughs> leaving. You know, okay, mama, we gonna we gonna say later. You know, we gonna be honest right now. Um, <laughs> That's
2: why I'm sitting here, too. Like, I'm like how much? I'm hey, like, this is real like, radio. <laughs> and
1: that was a part of like me stepping out of that and stepping into my joy mm-hmm. of being like, you know what, mama, I love you. I love my family, but me leaving is not about you yeah it's about me and at this moment me choosing myself brought me so much joy because i had the best experience of my life in brooklyn but if i never took that moment to like step out i would have never experienced i would have never known you know what that meant for me um and and that was what i'd say to somebody like really thinking about like i i don't i don't know how to do this and it's it's there's no
0: right or wrong way to do it either yeah, like your you glow just, up is yours. Your glowing exactly. season is definitely yours to own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, I was just writing down. We pro, Sometimes we will project our joy or lack of joy mm-hmm. on other people. Big mama so syndrome. I was, thinking, syndrome. Mm-hmm, I was <laughs> thinking about that. I was thinking about a young lady I know that has. she lives on the East Coast and she's never left her hometown. Mm-hmm. And when she wanted to leave, the person that was her caretaker was like, I don't projecting her fears because she had never left her hometown mm-hmm. so then she was putting it on on the young lady and the young lady's like oh I'm afraid to leave so sometimes we end up projecting our own lack of joy on other people Mm-hmm. I love the solo journey that you took. I'm I'm ready to do my first solo out of the country trip. I'm so excited. I haven't I haven't planned anything yet, but I just gonna say where <laughs> I want to do Mexico's my favorite. One of my Cabo. Mm-hmm. I just like to be sitting on the beach in Cabo because it's close. Mm-hmm. It's like 2 hour flight. You know, it's really simple. It's an easy right. trip to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm ready to do my first solo trip. Well, um, if you, you I, one thing I do is love to
1: travel. So if you need some ideas <laughs> of like, a place that I say that I felt loved and super loved as a black woman was Bali. The way people are just see. in spaces and I felt safe and I felt loved, I was just like, what? Really? Well, I
0: was like, okay, so Cabo uh, can wait. I can go to can <laughs> <all the time. laughs> wait. Cause you, look, <laughs> I've been was, there many times. Right? I can go there again anytime. Something new, something yes. new. I do like Bali, another good friend of mine actually kirsten she was at your uh what she's on your website right oh yeah kirsten she just spent like a couple of months on the east in the east mm-hmm. not east coast like yeah. vietnam and yes. thailand and all those oh places. My God, I love like, thailand. Yes. those are places i want to explore i and so now hearing you say that and i you know i do follow a couple of travel black travel sites on mm-hmm. instagram mm-hmm. and i do they are they often post places that you can do a solo travel as a black woman right. and mm-hmm. feel safe. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely ready for my solo trip cuz I I'm I'm like this. I want to go and not only experience but what bring travel brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Water brings me joy. Yes. So, I can travel to the water? <laughs> <laughs> I might never hear another full circle again. <laughs> Wait. No. Wait. There's virtual, though. right? The, virtual. <laughs> virtual is a thing. Virtual Lie is a
2: thing. From,
0: <laughs> from Indonesia. Right. Right. where is Miss Wanda today? <laughs> I love that. I love that you took that time to explore, and also that you mentioned because that's really important. That you know, we we as a society have placed a stigma around being alone, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so you talked about you know kind of doing that internal work am I am I doing some self-discovery or am I depressed because a lot of times when people are depressed they isolate themselves right. so really kind of breaking down what does that look like and what am I doing mm-hmm. and if I'm on this journey of discovery self-discovery what does that look like for me mm-hmm. you know and that's I, I love that I love that that whole conversation around that I think we as black women need to have more conversation about that about allowing the no, Mm-hmm. and really looking inward right. To, right. to what makes you happy because a lot of people can't answer that question Mm-mm. of what brings you joy when she first asked me
2: I was stuck uh-huh. because I had been on you know autopilot for so long yeah. I was stuck in that space and I had been through a process because you know I would, you're pregnant for nine months <laughs> my baby was stubborn she went a little extra um, but I did have some time to try to think about, you know, okay, this is going to be my new life and what I thought would be how I would navigate it. You know, going through a pregnancy by myself and basically just, again, having that time alone to sit and really say, what am I doing? How am I going to do it? And like she was saying, you go through all of those emotions. When you're alone, you really have time to feel emotions, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're when you're around so many. Not saying that community is bad, but it has to be the right community. When you don't have a supportive community, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't you're not allowed to feel your feelings and feelings are how you, you know, get to the next level in your life. And when you're not allowed to do that, you get stuck. And I was definitely stuck in that. Okay. This is what I was told to do, and I, I was mentioning early Big Mama syndrome. What do Big Mamas do? They love their families. You know, they take in all the grandkids. You know, you want to go do something with your life. Leave, leave my grandbabies here. You go do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they feed everybody in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, they show up for everyone but themselves. And we have a lot of similar um, stories in our histories. You know, because my grandmother also passed away from cancer um, when I was 14 and you know i was holding her hand when she took her last breath and now that i think about it i never really unpacked mm-hmm. what it was like going through that at only 14 you know i had to be what they called strong and it was like but i was the kid in the situation all these adults around mm-hmm. and no one's thinking check on the children you know how are they doing and me and my grandmother were like this I mean grandma let's go to target (laughs) wake up in the morning like we just we had our routines and for me I knew what joy felt like always I just got to a point after again a traumatic abusive nasty marriage of trying to figure out what it felt like again because it had been I, I can't say the word or the phrase taken away but it had been Kind of You've
0: been robbed of basically,
2: it. Mm-hmm. yeah, it mm-hmm. was it was and if we're gonna if I'm gonna be completely honest, it was in a sense beat out of me too, mm. because I was just allowing things to happen and we were always told as little black children, don't tell nobody my business. Mm. Our business stays in the house, mm. you know yeah and I think people around me noticed they just didn't know how to ask because again, they were also taught. You know, you Mm -hmm. you, that's just something. Yeah, Yeah. you see something happening, you don't say anything. Mm -hmm. You know, you just allow that person to come to you when they want. But you know, there's some folks that you know they'll, they'll whisper. You know, I was you know, we got married in a church, and I would you know go to church sometimes. And this was after I had my daughter, but. Where's the man that helped you create that baby? You know, then the whispers mm-hmm. start. And mm-hmm. then you 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 feel more introverted and ashamed because it's like, okay, this is not the plan I had for myself. Everyone here knows what happened mm-hmm. and to an extent because we got married in front of all of you and now I'm here alone all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so just that guilt, um, the shame, um, it really did put me into a depression and I didn't know what it was. You know, I just thought you know i'm exhausted i just had a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> you know right. and it was a it was a that was a traumatic experience you know um an emergency c section that was a traumatic experience so i'm just thinking you know this is what First time moms feel like this is just, this is supposed to be normal. You know, you go through life, especially as little black girls watching, especially, you know, if you had a single mom, watching them always be tired, not always having the capacity, you know, to do extra things, especially when they didn't get the support. So they didn't know how to properly support you either or show you. Uh-huh. So for me, you know, mom guilt is very real, but I, I want to always teach my daughter, show up for yourself first. And it's not selfish. It's not selfish to take your time. It's not selfish to reclaim your time. It's not selfish to, you know, tell people you have boundaries. And she's learned very early on that, you know, when someone doesn't want to show up for you, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can be sad about it because, again, I want you to feel your emotions. But at the same time, I don't want you to live there.
0: Yeah.
2: I need you to unpack it, look at it, handle it. And then you can either repack it and move on because, again, when you repack, it's go- there's going to be triggers later in life. And you, you have to know how to, you know, unpack again. You know, sometimes, you know, if anyone has ever moved several times, you know, packing and unpacking, is it's not easy. It's not fun. You know, no one likes to do it. Mm-hmm. But when you do have those triggers, at least, you know, for me, I would like to hope that I'm equipping her with the tools to be able to unpack. And then each time leave a little piece of that behind so that when she gets to the next thing, it's not so much heavy baggage that she's carrying with her. You know, it starts to get a little bit easier. It never goes away. You know, you always got to travel somewhere with a suitcase. Right. <laughs> you know, you need, you need the essentials, which are the tools that you need to right. get through it. Um, but again, you're not taking everything in the kitchen sink with you, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. You talk about using joy or exploring joy as a tool for healing. What does that look like? I, so you have to exhale. You, 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 <laughs> you do. It, it's you questions. have to exhale because I
1: think that as folks navigate their healing journey, like like Mimi said, like you're unpacking, right? You're unpacking a lot of you know your trauma. Some things trigger you. You're trying to like you know gather yourself, gather your tools, and mm-hmm. sometimes your tool is joy. You know what I mean? We think about like, oh, our meditation and our things, but mm-hmm. sometimes it is that getting up in the morning and I danced, right? It is that I I made myself breakfast, like if you enjoy cooking, it is that I bought myself a bundle of flowers or whatever brings you joy, like our tools don't, you know, I feel like we are in such a, like I'm all not trying to, you know, find politically correct, um, but. Say what you gotta say, <laughs> right? I feel like, <laughs> In some ways, joy has been attached to, and it's something I'm working on too, attached to monetary things, right? Mm-hmm. So people feel like joy is not accessible. Because if we think about, you know, all of these white influencers that are like, oh, I'm going through my healing journey, they're like taking these lavish trips to Bali, they're taking all these things, and, you know, I'm going to Pilates and yoga and all this stuff. Some of that shit is not accessible. Yeah like especially for black folks navigating you know life motherhood caring for families we in my hardest moment i couldn't uh, what you want me to meditate you want me to breathe like (laughs) honey i can't even think right now i'm working (laughs) full time i'm going to school full time i got a night job and in that moment like I didn't know how to find my joy because I didn't think it was accessible to me because I Mm -hmm. attached it to monetary things. Mm -hmm. But in reality, my joy could have been like, oh, I woke up and I made myself breakfast this morning. Mm -hmm. Like I actually took a walk or I I went outside. Like I I sat and I took a, just exhaling because people ask me all the time, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, I'm just breathing. Like, but that exhale Mm -hmm. is like, (sighs) <sighs> like, I, I can sit back, I can lean into myself more, and, yeah. and that's a part of my joy, me exhaling, me breathing, me being intentional about it. Like, you know what I mean? Even me getting up and, like like Mimi said, getting myself together because... I you know, went through a phase of depression where I'm just like getting up and going. And I'm like, dang, I didn't even, I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, dang, like I didn't even take the time to like tend to myself mm-hmm. and get myself together and make myself look and feel good, right? And those can be the little joyous moments. It doesn't have to be unattainable. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of joyous black girl movement is making joy accessible.
0: Right. and allowing people to have their own joyous moment and yes. not dump on it No, right? I was just thinking about as you were saying that you know I could just hear somebody go what's wrong with you why are you so happy you know like right. we have those people in our lives mm-hmm. that when we are expressing our joy in whatever way it is then you want to dump on on, right. on, on that you so, put on um, mascara where are you going yeah No, I can't well, put I can't up, just on, just put in on the house. mascara I put on lashes every <laughs> Saturday just to come to the studio because yeah. I I like, I think that that, you know, I, I like the way the lashes look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my friend was like, why are you putting makeup on to go? You're going to be on the radio. So, so what? <laughs> that makes me feel good. Right. You know? So, yeah, let's stop doing that too, people. Right. Because I'm need... dumping on people. I used and their to get joy dressed to go every right and their joy cuz i need get dressed to
1: go every my friends are like dang like why are you always dressed up like we just go in here and i'm like girl cuz i like to look good like this makes me feel good <laughs> it we does. dressing up and going someplace and i'm sorry that y'all we showing up different but right. this is my joy and we can't like even if people cuz i think people do it unintentionally too yeah. because they're they're not quite sure about their mm-hmm. own personal joy like we kind of touched on earlier of like you don't know what your joy looks like so when other people are exuding their joy it makes you feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. it makes you second guess yourself or it makes you start to pick at yourself because you're like oh why are y'all showing you showing up like you trying to outshow me you trying to Dude, it has nothing to do with yeah. you yeah. but right oh. now you're personally going through uh, you know, your own self reflection that's making you uncomfortable, that's what you have to deal with. Yeah. It has nothing to do with uh, you wearing your lashes, you, you know, getting dressed. Like, it, it, it's really like, oh, let me take a step back. I'm uncomfortable, right? And people don't know how to do that. We also don't have conversations about self reflection. I feel like as black women and like growing up in a house with like my mother, like sometimes she'd say things and I'd be like, oh, like that was hurtful. Mm-hmm. And she going through and talking, and I'm right. like, you didn't pause at all. You kept going. And I'm like, you, kept, you kept going from my throat. And you know, at, at one time did you pause to be like, oh dang. Yeah. That
2: was harsh. right. And it's like that, that was kind of harsh, but
1: like thinking about like my relationship with my grandmother and my mother, like my grandma specifically. I love this woman to to everything, but she had a slick tongue. Mm. And she could like get you, like, ooh. Oh, and it's like, yes, that's our grandmother. But grandma, you didn't sit to think like, dang, I I shouldn't have said that. But also itself. Yeah. Right. Itself. I'm I'm not able to regulate or think about my emotions. Like, you know, giving Addie Addie is the most, which is Mimi's daughter. I call her Addie bug. But um, she is the most self-reflective little girl that I've ever met. One day we were having a conversation. This is why I'm like Mimi's like one of the amazing mother. Um. We were having a conversation and she was like, uh-uh, I don't like so-and-so. They always in my business. And I said, oh, well dang. And she was like, a few seconds later she paused. and She's like, you know what, I'm sorry. I didn't really mean to say that. It's just, I, I'm not in a good mood right now. And I actually didn't mean that. And it's just like that emotional intelligence yes. to have. And she wasn't even, She was. she was five. Four. She was four, and she's telling me this. We're having a conversation over Facetime. She's four years old, and I was like, you know what? And I I validated that. Like, thank you for taking that moment to self-reflect because oh. we don't have those tools. Mm-hmm. Like that comes from your parents. It comes from your caretaker to tell you, like, hey, it's it's okay to pause and think about your emotions. It's okay to pause and also take accountability for you harming somebody because right. a lot of times we are too afraid to be like, you know what? I fucked up. That was so hurtful. I am so sorry that I did that because that makes you feel uncomfortable because you're like, dang, like, am I really that person? Yes, you may be that person today. That don't mean you got to be that person tomorrow. But Addie being able to do that, it's like when you're an adult, just think of the way you'll be able to communicate, communicate your joy, communicate your dislikes, and that like... You know, those are tools I'm trying to find in my 30s that she has at (laughs) four.
0: Mimi, I'm going to have to give you an applause, girl, because (laughs) raising emotionally intelligent young people, Mm -hmm. man, that should be the goal for every parent, just to be able to. Well,
2: I can't take it all because, again, my grandmother was Elizabeth Ann jones grant carter (laughs) she was she was an amazing soul and she always taught me from a very young age i remember being around when my daughter when she started to communicate those things as well around four years old and my grandmother always taught me to cook all my lessons always happened in the kitchen Mm -hmm. right so for me she would always um show me things around cooking around you know feeding your soul and it as a kid, you don't really understand. It's just like, oh, me and grandma are just cooking. You know, we're baking something. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I got older, I realized, you know, that was her way of showing how to love people and also love yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she would have these little moments with me. And so, even at four years old, she was, you know, put instilling something in me that was, and I didn't know it at the time, that was telling me I'm not always gonna be here, but I wanna make sure that you're ready to live without me here, but reflect on everything that I taught you up to that point. And so, you know, no one knows their time, their day, the rhyme or the reason, Mm -hmm. but for me, I've always thought, as soon as that doctor said, you're pregnant, I was just like, okay, what am I gonna do today to be able to give my child everything that i need her to know just in case i'm not here to show her anymore mm-hmm. and so i started very early with that before she can even talk it was you know emotional cards they didn't have you know they had words but they also had faces you know mm-hmm. how are you feeling and she slowly learned to tell me what communicate what her feelings were mm-hmm. and for a lot of people they think oh that's just the baby they don't know any better but my baby gives faces and she mm-hmm. knew. And that's why a lot of people say, well, why is she always looking at Cause she knew faces. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. I didn't, I didn't disclose what I was teaching her, but she would give certain looks and people were like, what, why is this? What does that look for? Dang because me. she's telling you, she's communicating her emotions because she can't find the right words for it just yet. But just mm-hmm. wait till she starts talking. Mm-hmm. Cause ooh, she can talk. And now that she's talking, <laughs> she's talking, thing. right? She needs to be on this third mic over here. <laughs> honey girl, (laughs) um but tying that all back to joy as a tool for healing we don't often think about it in this way but joy as a tool for healing may not be your tool right Mm -hmm. someone else's joy can be a tool for you to heal yourself because like as you were saying you know sometimes you're walking down the street and you're happy and your joy makes somebody uncomfortable Mm -hmm. they need to take that as a tool and be like okay why am I really mad? It's mm-hmm. not her yeah. smile, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's not the pep in her step. It's not her smelling good. Why am I upset? Why is that about someone else that I don't even know making me unhappy? Why is it making me uncomfortable? So again, someone else's joy is a tool for you to reflect on. Mm-hmm. What am I going through? You yeah, know, I right. need to really sit and unpack this because I don't want to walk through this life always mad, yeah. always angry. You know, I want to get. I want to be like her. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's okay. You know, I I think. For me, I want, and that's why I really got into the beauty industry, too, because it's very competitive, and I wanted to show people you don't have to be a gatekeeper. Mm. You know, you don't have to withhold things from people, you know, in fear that they're going to be your competition. My thing is... You know, I want everybody around me to eat good. Mm -hmm. You know, if I have something that I can give to you that's going to help you elevate, you know, to where I am or even higher, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. You know, I'm going to clap for you. I'm not going to sit back and, you know, like you said, dump, you know, all of my fears and all of my disappointments or all my letdowns onto you Mm -hmm. because you're doing something that I want to do. I just don't know how. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good stuff, family. We're going to take another break when we come back more with Joyous Black Girl Movement co-founders Kendall, Dominique, Mimi Carter. We'll be right back after this. This is Full Circle.
2: Like and share our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5. And she's back, empowering women one conversation at a time. This is Full Circle with Miss
0: Wanda. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda, having a wonderful conversation with my guests, Mimi Carter and Kendall Dominique, co-founders of Joyous Black Girl Movement. And Mimi and I, we were talking about the episode from last week, Mm -hmm. and it's something that that Coach Jamila said last week resonated with this conversation, too, about your healing is for you. Mm Right. And it's not for you to feel guilty for anybody else. Right. And, and you don't even have to share it with anyone else. And so I was just thinking about the joy and and the conversation we're having today that this, my joy is for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My joy is for me. And if you don't like it, then step up. Like step <laughs> on, okay? Take up all the space you <laughs> right? need for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but we also talked about during the break just now that joy doesn't always mean that I'm on 10 all the time mm-hmm. either. talk about that a little bit kind of the discussion that we were having off a of break uh, at the break because people think just because I say joy is black girl then it's going to always be like eh, you know right? what does that mean
2: it's not always a party you know uh-huh. when you're going through and here's the thing healing is a process mm-hmm. any process you're always going to have to revisit something right so when people hear joyous black girl, they always expect us to have a smile and be, you know, the debutante, <laughs> right? And it's like, you know, I grew up in a rough neighborhood. There's something in me that will give you what I get from you, you know? And But at the same time, I'm still a joyous black girl because I still seek my joy. I'm still on that journey of healing and finding what joy feels, looks, and is to me, right? So. When people hear joy black girl, it's not that you're always happy. You're always in that space. You know, you've unpacked everything. You've been through that journey. You know, you've let go of certain things. You wrote the letter and burned it. And now you've moved on. You can still move on that's perfectly fine, you know, it's okay to get to that other place, but when you do come across a trigger, it's okay to lightly unpack again and revisit, you know, what does that feel like now that I've unpacked the heavy part of it and I just have a few remnants of what's left of that unpacking. You know, I may have taken some, you know, hotel soap. Now let me, <laughs> <and> <laughs> what does it look like to relook at that hotel mm-hmm. soap and remember, you know, what it felt like when, when you had that hotel soap and everything else in that bag. You know, so you, joyous black girl isn't, you know, I'm happy all the time. It's really sitting with yourself and going through the emotions, you know, going a, a journey, going through your emotions, feeling your emotions, you know, validating your emotions for yourself and not allowing someone else to tell you how you should feel, when you should feel them, or if you have the permission to feel them at all. Yeah. You know, sometimes healing, I, I take that back all the time. Healing is not pretty. Mm-hmm you know, but it can be happy. You know, I could be sad about something, but cry happy tears because I know what it is now. I know what it is that made me feel unhappy. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that I found it because now I can move on.
0: Yeah. You said something that came up in my personal time, my personal journaling and prayer time this week, and that's the word remnant. So Mm -hmm. when you said that, I was just like, Okay, that kind of struck a chord. And I was thinking same along the same lines, like, what remnants do I have left in my life that I still need to deal right. with? Right. Mm-hmm. So, and no coincidences. So I'm just having a moment over here. Forgive mm-hmm. me. Um, I wanted to ask, how can we support and participate in Joyous Black Girl Movement? Mm-hmm. So we... Well, we took a
1: break. (laughs) We took a break for just really some self-reflection of like how we wanna show up. When we first started, we started with our picnic, and it was so beautiful. We made so many amazing connections, but through that, some other things happened that we were like, oh, wow, we weren't prepared for these things. Mm -hmm. At (laughs) all. (laughs) Yeah, at all. So we had to take a step back and reflect, and so as we were moving forward, like you know, we do a lot of community events. One of our mm-hmm. big things is being in community. So if there is anything that you would like us to create for you all, we did um, a trunk or treat for the kiddos, mm-hmm. and it was so beautiful. <laughs> like we've done all of these little things. We're having a spa date for a uh, spa date for Black women coming up this uh, Saturday. But if there is a space that you need for us to hold for you, we're that's what we're here for. We're if you're still like trying to figure out what does that mean? Like I have a bunch of black women that are like, what is joy, how are we tapping into that? And you need somebody to create space for us? Like we're here in support of y'all and in supporting us is just like showing up, right? Like we create spaces for black women and we want y'all to show up. We want you to be in community um, and we Mm -hmm. want it to be accessible because you know, sometimes there is a fear of like being in community with other black women. And I know at some point, like I had that fear of like, oh like I don't want to be in a space and you know I'm weird I'm an awkward black girl I'm 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 probably not like the normal of like what people think in their head and I sometimes come in spaces of like oh they're gonna think I'm weird like they're not going to talk to me like a kid like in elementary school like I don't know if they're gonna like me um and you know we all go through those phases but like being in it you know Knowing that we are here to comfort and love on everybody, yeah, go follow us to support our work, and
0: that's it. Yeah. Follow um, on Instagram at Joyous Black Move Black Girl Movement. Yeah, it's Joyous Black Girl Movement on Instagram, and I we probably have more in common because I am very um, different. Yes. <laughs> I'm awkward. I'm very. <laughs> awkward. I just, yeah, when Issa Rae came out with Aqua the um, look, Aqua Jump love. Girl, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I could talk her YouTube videos before
1: she made her show. Yeah, me too. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is me. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is my life on the TV. I said, dang, is this what
2: I be looking like? Because uh-uh. it's, it's giving real unsure. <laughs> it's so funny because the other day, it was like two days ago, I was going over a scenario in my head, and I'm talking to myself out loud because, you know, I'm working through whatever it was, and I was. that's when I was putting in Addie's locks. Mm-hmm. And she looks up at me, and she was like, what are you saying? I'm like, huh? <laughs> Why are you talking to yourself? It's okay. I do that, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. We're
2: cool. just different. She yeah. is. She is such a di- And it's it's. She's such an introvert, but she loves people, and that's what's so funny about her. It's like, she'd rather be by herself, but she likes to show up for people and everybody to be happy, mm-hmm. and it's, she just, she'll go and she'll give you something, and then she'll just run away, or she'll act like she's invisible, and I'm like. really <laughs> <You are laughs> That
1: funny. one moment I was crying, okay, so when I first moved back to New York, I was hugging her, and she was sitting in my lap, and I started crying, because I hadn't seen her in three years, and she was like, uh-uh. This is a happy moment. <laughs> this is a happy so moment. Funny. Like, she was just like, I okay, we're we going to wipe the tears, but this is a happy oh moment. Goodness. So,
0: we're not going to be crying up in here, girl. <laughs> right? I was like, okay. All right. Let me get that. Oh, together. my goodness. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> She's so, hilarious. Uh, there's, there's more awkward black girls than like to admit, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was in the store, um, I, I think it was yesterday or day before, and they were playing like some, I don't know, the Eagles or Steely Dan or some like old white group, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm in the store just like singing like, this used yeah. to be my jam back in the day. You and move. I know people were looking at me like... <laughs> I mean, it's like some old, I mean, like really like Huayhite song. Okay. Look. And I'm in the store, like, this used to be my joint right here. And I I know people were like, she knows this song. Like, it and does. was like jamming yeah. to the song, singing all the words and everything. So, no, I am proud of my awkwardness. I'm Maybe like too. that with country. People, I would pull up in my car, and they're like, I know
2: she is not blasting that. Because they don't expect to see you yeah. when they look over. Yeah. You know, and they're like and i'm singing every word. Yeah. i drive there's one of my favorite songs is i drive your truck and this man was like okay but then he liked the song so i'm like see you with me you are yeah. with me so it's, it's okay
0: all,
1: it's all good so i'm an og emo kid so i'm like there you go <laughs> punk rock screamo i'm like
2: what people are like what are you listening to i'm like shh, shh, shh. I'm, getting, it's I'm all sitting good. in it it's <laughs> you're Addy every time she's calls. she's always playing some game but it's in like Korean or Japanese mm-hmm. and the music is going and she just mm.
0: <laughs> she is with it I love it I love it Kendall you mentioned the spa day what is that
1: yeah, so we have a group of women that we're getting together and we're taking them to Asha Bathhouse, And what? we're going to, yeah, we got two spots left. Nice. Do you want to Um And we're just going to have a spa day. And one thing that, again, back to the accessibility spot, like I remember the first time I went to the space, I was the only black woman in the space. And I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, more black women need to know about this. Yeah. I'm sitting in this essential oil hot tub and saunas, and I had some weird sound immersion thing I ain't never had before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OK. I was like, oh, wow. And there was no black women in there, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was sitting in the back by myself, and there was like a group of black women that came around the corner. and My eyes lit up. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, and I didn't want to say nothing. But they didn't want to say nothing. And then another woman came around the corner. She was like, this for all the black ladies at <laughs> And then she was, everybody's like, and then the, her friends were like, shh, because it's a, like a quiet space you're supposed yeah. to be in, and I kind of giggled, and I was like, I was looking for y'all too. I was looking for y'all. And so I said, like, you know what? I'ma bring black ladies to this space, because mm-hmm. we need to know about it. It's accessible. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful space. But, you know, there is a fear, because, you know, I went there the first time, and I was just like, you know, f- <clears throat> The caucasity of folks. (laughs) Um, As I say, the W's. The W's was looking at me like, oh, I said, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I could be in here, too. Like my my grandma said, my money is green. And I'm going to spend it wherever the hell I want to spend it. And this is where I'm spending it today. Mm -hmm. And they're looking at me because you have to wear a bathing suit in there. Mm -hmm. And they're looking at me. I said, look, honey. You know, God bless me a little extra. <laughs>
2: you ain't got
0: this. this. You want yeah, I know you're, you're,
1: <laughs> you're, up bum right. bum, bum. you. You get a little comfortable, but it's okay. It's okay. But yeah, it's like yeah. unsure of if, if I can go into these, knowing I can go into them, but the comfortability of me being in them. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm bringing the joyous black girls to the spa. We reserved 10 spots and we're taking up a good majority of the space during that okay. day. But yeah, like we deserve to be in these spaces. You know, uh, next I'm gonna take up somebody's Pilates class cause I want to try it. I have been too nervous. <laughs> but if I have
0: 10 black women with me, I'm gonna try it. Oh, when we, when we're gonna talk after this. Right. I was supposed to go to a Pilates class last, uh, this past Monday. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my, my friend was like, did you make it? And I didn't make it because I had a class and there was this other Circumstances, but I still mm-hmm. went to the place. Mm-hmm. But when I drove up, I just was like, nah, "I'm good." <laughs> right? <laughs> it was a lot of whyhites. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but um, giving yourself. Well, I want to piggyback on what you said about spaces where we feel like we ha- want that may bring us joy. So, mm-hmm. a spa for I love. I love a spa day. Right. And for me, I personally, I don't care. Right. I'll be up in there with all the whyhites, mm-hmm. and it's and i dare you to look at me crazy and say something but there are times when women feel like i'd love a spa day but i don't want to go to this place because it's all these white people like they don't give themselves permission to have that thing have that right Mm -hmm. and we don't have you know unfortunately i don't know of any black owned spas Mm -hmm. here in sacra in the sacramento area or in the area period um But giving ourselves permission, even in that, if that's something that brings you joy, if going to Asha Bath, because I have heard two people Mm -hmm. have not so favorable experiences there, but if going there brings you joy, then you go and you be your full self in that. Mm -hmm. If that's what brings you joy, you know, and... I don't know I just want I I want us to give ourselves permission in every area whatever that looks like for us
1: yeah my grandma taught me that young my grandma was a beautiful silk shirt wearing bougie lady and she was gonna show up in all spots and I remember the first time she ever bought me makeup I had to be like 13 or 14. She was like, oh, let's go get you some makeup. Because I was like, I want some eyeshadow?" She always had some lipstick on. My grandma was glamorous. Mm-hmm. So we walked into I think it was like Macy's or Nordstrom's and um, you know, they was ignoring us. She was like mm-hmm. uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. <clears throat> you gonna help us mm-hmm. this is what we gonna do we were always sitting and my grandma used to take us to fancy restaurants cause she was teaching us how to like use the silverware and yeah. do all these things she's mm-hmm. like you deserve to be in luxury yeah. basically yeah. like she worked hard and she liked luxurious things mm-hmm. and she's like you gonna like luxurious things too and you deserve them, yeah. as, you know, as a black woman, as a black girl, and thinking about that now in my, you know, I'm in a different stage of my life where I can, aff- you know, afford luxurious things and being okay with it. Because yeah. sometimes it makes me feel uncomfortable of like, ooh, dang, like, do I really need this? Or ooh, dang, do I really need to be in the spaces? Yes, 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 and more yes, uh-huh. right? We all deserve to be in it. And even through that discomfort, right? Because Sacramento is not the diverse, place, right? Like we are diverse in some ways. Yeah. But in other areas where you know it might be a little luxurious folks are looking at you like but it's yes the looks. you and mm-hmm. if you ever need <clears throat> to go to a space and you unsure of it call the joyous black girls because we, we, <laughs> we gonna show up
2: we be like, gonna show up we you. gonna show up with you we a little comfortable Mm-mm. okay you
1: need 10 black Mm-mm. women to show up so you can go to this class yeah. you want to go do this okay call us we will come with when you we say yeah. we
0: support you we support we you, you. <laughs> and your wellness
1: wherever it looks like I we come
0: I love it. We're going to take one final break, family, when we come back more with Kendall Dominique and Mimi Carter, Joyous Black Girl Movement. Make sure you're following them on social media, um, on Instagram, at Joyous Black Girl Movement. We'll be right back after this. This is Full Circle.
2: If you have something to add to the conversation, drop us a line at Full Circle 975 at gmail.com. Empowering women through conversation, this is what she does. She's Miss Wanda and this is Full Circle.
0: We're back, family. Thank you so much for staying with the program this is full circle i'm your host miss wanda having a wonderful conversation with my guests kendall dominique and mimi carter they are the co-founders of joyous black girl movement make sure you're following them on social media on instagram at joyous black girl movement so you can be down with all the stuff i love how you have the um the Mindset Monday? Is mm-hmm. it? Yes. Mindfulness the Mondays. Mindfulness yeah. Monday. So, I mean, you know, you have, you're doing a lot of stuff on your platform mm-hmm. to continue to help us rediscover what joy looks like or discover mm-hmm. what joy looks like for us. So, thank you for that. Um, I know you mentioned that you're having any, you're taking some women to a spa day. You have any other events coming up? I know you said you had to retool, so, mm-hmm. you know. We've been kind of, so,
1: we've been so we had um like a Valentine's day I remember that um but we've been trying to sit down with women and see what they want because it's mm-hmm. all good and dandy for us to do things that we love but it's mm-hmm. like what do y'all want what do you want to explore you know this is a chance to be in community with black women that are open to exploring new things with you and so really figuring out what that looked like our picnics are going to be coming back um in june so we're going to be doing more picnics but yeah like we really like to hear from folks of like what do you need what do you want to see more of because you know yeah if we can create an event but if it's not really your jam like mm-hmm. right it, it's disconnected yeah yeah
0: yeah
2: and i think the amazing thing about what we're trying to do is we do have again different stories but similar so mm-hmm. you know she if you look on our instagram she's Joy's black girl and i'm joy's black mom So you know, there's things that we're trying to put in the words for you know moms because we do Mm -hmm. need that break sometimes, especially when you're a single mom. Mm -hmm. I don't get that time off. (laughs) I'm clocked in 24 seven. So you know, we're trying to figure out you know what it looks like for us to show up for moms and Mm -hmm. to support Mm -hmm. them as well. And I think she's a little too modest and doesn't give herself enough credit, but she's also a doula. And, you know, she has that mommy side, too. So we work really well together to truly figure out what do black women in Sacramento need? You know, whether you're a mom, a sister, a friend, you know, recently divorced, you know, in a situationship want to do speed dating, whatever it is, you know, let us know. We want to show up. We want to support, you know, but we need you all to, to tell us, you know, yeah. what it is that you're missing mm-hmm. so we can help you, you know, navigate that and figure out where to find it. Yeah. Yeah. We're about to
0: get more up in your business, Kendall, um, <laughs> because I want to talk a little bit more about your your business to mm-hmm. the natural healing. Talk mm-hmm. Talk more about that and how people can, you yeah. know, work with you. Um, so,
1: my business is called Ancestral Wellness Co. And the purpose was is as I was healing and navigating things, really figuring out like my ancestral connection to like well being, right? Because we see a lot of these things as African American folks like, what is our healing, right? What are our healing practices as, you know, folks feel like we're so disconnected from who we are, but black culture is culture. I don't mm-hmm. care what nobody says, what y'all got to say, we made something out of nothing. And it is something, right? And so, really embodying that and figuring out ways. Because what happened is I got lupus. Um, It it popped out (laughs) out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, And doctors really was just, as a black woman, you're not in pain, you're not this, this ain't this, this not that. And I'm like, something is literally wrong with me. I can't walk. Like all of these things are happening to my body. And finally, when you know somebody listened to me, it was kind of like I've already gotten to the point where I'm. It's hard to get out of bed it's I'm faces swollen all of these things were happening and they couldn't offer me anything or they were just you know making me feel belittled about my experience and Um, I had to find different ways to heal my body. And so I started looking into herbal medicine. Through that, I was talking to uh, my great aunt. She was like, you know, your great grandma, your great great grandma was actually a herbalist and she was a midwife and she was all of these things because they remember growing up and she, but she kept it secret, right? It wasn't something because, you know, people, black folks think it's witchcraft, it's Mm -hmm. hoodoo and all this stuff, but it's like, herbal medicine is a part of our birthright and so ancestral wellness was my way of reconnecting with herbal medicine reconnecting with my ancestry um, and creating space for folks to also learn about herbal medicine and tapping into that and so I do um, postpartum doula work and really supporting folks and like healing their body after having a baby because people get so excited about the baby and forget about the mom when we are missing the fact that black women and are dying in childbirth. We are dying at a higher rate than most people. And it happens in postpartum, because things are, you know, doctors aren't paying attention, nobody's paying right. attention to the mom, mom's having to go back to work. There's all these different factors, and so wanting to turn that into a sacred time for the mother and their, and their partners to really just tap into their wellness um, and so I create healing spaces. I do a lot of herbal medicine work. My apothecary is closed right now, but you know, we're getting it back up and really just thinking about how to nurture our bodies naturally because I'm also allergic to a whole bunch of things. And <laughs> <laughs> life be life in me. Um, but yeah, like that has been a big portion of my work and also a big portion of Joyous Black Girl because I hold healing space and I'm just realizing, like, oh, like, sometimes I need healing space just for black folks. Like I need to be in community with black people. And so I have a platform that gives a mix of everything for everybody and then I gotta, you know, we created one together where it's just like, no, I'm just gonna give this all to black people. Yeah, um, yeah. And so,
0: yeah, all right, all right, I like that, I like that. And let us know when the apothecary is back open too because a lot of us now are more into um, Herbal, mm-hmm. you know, and more holistic healing practices because you know our doctors do a lot of times just give us the drug and send us on our way. Mm-hmm. They have side effects, or right. they're. I always believe that there were alternative ways to heal. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if that fares ever like, <laughs> I remember one time I was at the doctor's office. My doctor's she was, and she's a black woman too. She was getting ready to write me a prescription. I was like, now nah, you can keep that. Like, I'll find another way to... I mean, it wasn't anything detrimental, mm-hmm. like something I like, absolutely needed. But right. I was like, I'll find another way. Now, you can keep that. <laughs> or sometimes she'll be like, I wrote you this prescription like three months Mm-mm. ago. You never... No, nah, I'm good. I Like, I'll find other ways, right. you know, mm-hmm. through eating or whatever. And, it's possible. Right. And our ancestors grew up. Look. They didn't Birthright. grow up with all mm-hmm. this medicine no. and all this... the the commercials you see with the 62 million side effects and you'd be like, what was was the medicine for, (laughs) you know? There's
1: this uh, book written by a black woman and it's called Working the Roots, right? And it talks about black herbal medicine like, you know, grand- grandpas, great-grandmothers, great-grand- like, and they're telling their stories about growing mm. up and, like, not having access to medicine and what their grandmothers and grandfathers gave them, what they ate, and, you know, they're 90, 80 years old and they're like, well, I, I don't take no medicine yet, but go in the yard and pick this weed or pick this something. <laughs> exactly. And some things that people are like, oh, that's poisonous. They're like, you know, it. it during slavery, we didn't have access to this right yeah. we didn't even after slavery right there was a point that we didn't have access to you know western medicine and we had to figure out how to do it that's where granny midwives came in we weren't giving birth in hospitals um and so it talks about all of these things and then at the end it gives you recipes not just you know, herbs to mix, but food, like our food is medicine, them greens, that pot liquor at the bottom, that is for your body. The mm-hmm. iron and vitamins that are in that, it's yeah. like that's healing food, and yes, they talk about like, oh, soul food is unhealthy. Soul food is not unhealthy, right? We adapted it to what we needed at that moment, and of course, and we can adapt it again, but that medicine was healing, mm-hmm. right? right? All of those things, I was in a, a, a class called Grandmother's Hands, and they were talking about the healing properties of cotton. And ooh, that hit me, because first it, she popped cotton up on the screen. I was like, uh-uh, you playing. Trigger. You trigger. playing. You playing. And she was like, look, look at your reaction to cotton. But, you know, yes, we were picking it, but also we used it to heal our bodies because the leaves healed wounds and sores mm-hmm. and all of these things. Like, there's so many medicinal properties to things that we have traumatic experiences with that our ancestors actually used to heal ourselves. And sitting in spaces with black herbalists and black medicine folks, like that's a different experience because I promised myself I was not going to sit in a white herbalism class. I will not be certified if it, if I can't get certified by a black person or an indigenous person because that's not your medicine, and you're not gonna you're not gonna make me pay <laughs> you to yeah. teach me about my medicine. And so I've been intentional about finding black herbalists and black medicine folks to learn from, and like I've been so lucky to have a lot of spaces so I can give that to other people.
0: Yeah, I'm. A- <laughs> this is off topic, but on topic. Um, I, I was in Arizona recently at my son's house and we we're driving down the street and there is a cotton field mm-hmm. down there. And so I'm driving. I was like, is that cotton? And I was like appalled and upset right. by seeing this cotton field. Look, and this is even mm-hmm. more outrageous. Down the street from my son's house, like, like, <laughs> right. like, like I was expecting warning. somebody mm-hmm, to come and right. tell him to You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. wasn't that, but it just was like, is that a, that's a real life cotton field right, right. there. And I just, I had this feeling and I could just think, of, I would even hear my mom tell stories about picking cotton. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, I just flashed back to that. And I just, it was just startling to see this. In this mm-hmm. desert, Right there's this cotton field there. And so yeah, reaction, it was a, something that just, I, it was a trigger mm-hmm. it, and I had a certain reaction toward it. So I can imagine being in that class and you're like, I'm, we're coming for this and wait a minute. We're <laughs> that back. Like, how this what does this have to do with anything? And uh, am I about to be mad in this class? Right. right. She, <laughs> with all the attitude. Right. right? And she grows cotton every year. She talks about wow.
2: her great
1: grandmother wanting to grow cotton because of these reasons, mm-hmm. and so she grows it for her grandmother. And she does all. And this is a black woman. She does all these like medicinal things for people with cotton, mm. like cotton medicine. That's so dope.
2: Yeah, that's so it is, dope. It's something, and it's important too because. You were all talking about education. Mm-hmm. You know, as an educator, it's important that we, you know, educate our communities. Because I'm not sure if anyone listening has children that are in school, but a lot of our history has been removed from Western
0: education. And they're trying to remove more and more.
2: Every day. And that's one of the main reasons why I chose to be a homeschool parent is because I'm the only person that can teach her who she is. You know, I'm not going to allow someone to write a textbook and say, oh, the slaves were happy. That was a happy time for them. You know, they, they wanted to be here. Look at how much, you know, we gave to... Excuse me, no, absolutely not. <laughs> like right. that. You know, it's important that you know, and it, it going tying that into you know the joyous Black Girl Movement. That's what we love to do too. Whole community and within community, you educate your community. You know, and it's important that we you know see people that look like us that have similar experiences. You know, that can not necessarily validate our experience, but validate the information. Because if it's coming from someone that read it in a textbook, 10 times out of 10, they weren't educated properly. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I was watching a TikTok video of this student that got through high school and was in college and was taking a course of actual history, you know, real life history that, you know, you can't you can't erase history, you can't rewrite history. And he was so confused and called his parents and said, why after all these years of school, I never knew this about black culture. Like, Mm -hmm. and he literally used the term, you failed me. Like he felt some type of way, you know, he was a white student. He felt some type of way about that. Mm -hmm. And it's like being a joyous black girl or being, you know, a proud black person doesn't mean I'm anti other races, you know? And again, that all goes back to tying into Mm -hmm. education as well. It's like, we can be proud of who we are because our people have done so much They have done so much for this country for our community and yet and still we always get overlooked Mm -hmm. and just in hearing that child say you failed me i was actually proud that you know he can be an ally you know Mm -hmm. it it, you can be an ally and still be who you are if you don't know something ask you know we don't get a we don't we're really not angry people (laughs) we don't walk around mad you might have caught us at a moment where something made us upset But if you think about family reunions, when you see those, we're usually happy. We invite everybody to the picnic, you know, sometimes people shouldn't be invited, you know, but we still, we love to see people happy. Us as a people, we just love to be happy. We love to spread joy, give joy through food, dance, music, culture. And that's just who we are. And it it all ties back to how we educate Mm -hmm. ourselves, our children. You know, there's even older family members that may not have known things because they they were either in a time where it just wasn't talked about, or, you know, like my grandmother and, you know, her parents before her, they would be reprimanded or, or whipped for reading. Something as simple as reading wasn't a right for us. But it's like, no, it is. And I'm gonna make sure that my daughter has that education. Any child that I come into contact with, they're gonna get that similar
0: experience because it's it's very important. Yeah. What one word would you use to describe joyous black girl movement?
2: Oh, one word. I would say encouraging. I feel that we speak a lot about community. We talk a lot about sisterhood. We talk a lot about black culture. But I feel like we have to encourage it because so many times you will have, for instance, TikTok or Instagram, we have black influencers that are encouraged to do what it is they naturally have in them because in you know that quick of a second it can be taken away and someone else can redo their dance or re sing their song and they're no longer the owner of that creativity. So we have to still encourage our our people and our culture to continue to do amazing things. You know, don't let the fact that someone can steal your idea discourage you because, again, you know it's yours. Yeah. for instance, the 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 man that um, created nerf guns after all those years, no one knew that a black man created nerf guns. Mm-hmm. And it took all of that to get to the point to where it was finally a big story. And people knew about. It. I didn't even know until I read it, you know what, two years ago. Mm-hmm. So we still have to encourage, you know, black folks to show up as black folks. Don't feel like other black people are your competition because we're not. You know, it may feel that way, but there's there's a piece of the pie for everybody. I'm in the beauty industry. You know how many hairstylists, kitchen beauticians there are out here? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of us, but there's, there's clientele and money and whatever it is you're looking for in the industry for everybody. You know, we have to encourage people. And that's why, you know, at the beginning I was telling you that I'm not a gatekeeper, because at some point I'm going to stop doing this line of work. Mm -hmm. So I need all of my people after me to be educated. You know, and if I'm holding on to information or I'm charging you every time I say a word, you know, they're not going to receive that proper education. And then what does that do for our culture? And so for me, I just like to encourage us to always show up as yourself, encourage them to love on each other, love on yourself, love on your babies, you know, love on your partners, love on your neighbors. Just encourage and just en- always be encouraging, whatever it is, even when you're having a bad day, encourage someone else to even from your experience or, you know, past traumas or whatever it is, encourage them to always strive to do better and be their best.
1: I would say that joy is a word would be radical, right? There's this quote by Audre Lorde that I love around self-preservation and like it being a radical movement and specifically for black women, right? Us prioritizing Mm. our joy, setting boundaries around our joy, no matter where you are in friendships, in family situations, especially in the workplace and in our careers, like, you know, setting those boundaries and prioritizing our joy is a radical movement to be able to know that it is our birthright to experience joy on a day-to-day basis and and again like it's not it's not a result of hard work like you we shouldn't have to break our backs to experience joy mm-hmm. and if we prioritize prioritize it right it 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 sets a tone for everybody else that comes into contact with us of like look you're not going to interrupt this you're not going to hinder right. this like this is something that i embody daily and you know, in a in a world that, you know, black women we don't feel protected or people aren't tending to our needs. Us showing up for each other and and supporting each other and prioritizing our joy it, it is just beyond, right? Like it it is our it's our movement, right? It it is our way of protesting that our wellness, protesting for our wellness and like prioritizing it. So I would say radical, yeah.
0: Great words to end the show on. Thank you so much, Kendall, Dominique, Mimi, Carter, for being here. Thank you. Spreading a little joy and helping yeah. us to remember to tap into our own joy as a tool for healing, that it is what we deserve. Mm. It's Absolutely. not a gift, right. it's what we deserve. Exactly. And whatever we need to do to find joy, that we need to make sure that we're making daily rituals. Mm to make sure to bring joy into our life. The world is hard enough, right? right. <laughs> the world is hard enough wherever we can find joy. And if you don't know what it, what brings you joy, if you don't know what truly brings you joy outside of serving people, right. like, like we said earlier, you know, people, oh, I love to give, I love to... But what brings you joy? I mean, okay, serving people is fine. That brings them joy. And if that brings you joy, that's fine. But make sure that it's something that's serving you. And that you're prioritizing yourself. Right. Every day. every day. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for being here. I'm mm-hmm. so excited that we're able to connect and that you're on the show. Thank you for saying yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just spread joy, family. Make sure you're following Miss Wanda's Full Circle Radio. Also, if you want to sponsor the show or if you have a topic that you want to hear. Then make sure you email me at Miss Wanda's Full Circle Radio 975 at gmail.com. Please follow the show on social media. That's how we're doing it, family. Show love to everyone you meet, and I'll see you next week. <laughs> Peace.
2: This has been Full Circle. Follow our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5.